Welcome to the Retro Rejects Podcast with your hosts, NES Complex and Vintage Video Game Geek. Hello and welcome to the Retro Rejects Podcast. Today is 11-12-13, which is November 12th, 2013 for all you peoples out there. And I'm joined with my incredible host and co-host and very good friend, Vintage Video Game Geek. Good, good evening. evening. Oh, oh, Jinx. Whoa, you owe me a Coke. Jinx, you can't talk the rest of the podcast. Okay, you can talk. Chris. Okay, good. Because that, okay. <laughs> that really would ruin a podcast. Yeah, I think it probably... Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, me and Greg can talk just fine. Wait, who? What? Huh? Yes, yes. Speaking we, of Greg, let we, me introduce our guest. Our guest today is Greg Hansen from the fantastic YouTube channel Arcade Impossible. And as his channel name suggests, he has set out to do the impossible by creating a full arcade experience in his house. Each episode documents a new arcade machine pickup in a witty, well-edited style with high production values, excellent special effects, and plenty of awesome arcade information. If you have contemplated getting machines of your own but dismiss the idea as impossible, then please check out his channel and he'll prove it's not impossible. Without further ado, Greg, how are you doing? I'm good, are man. Doing, are you doing this? We're doing this. Earlier, awesome. I was like, I, I can't not do this. Man, I was just trying to use that and I just messed that up. <laughs> How's it going, guys? You guys failed miserably. That's, that's not your, bad. At your inside joke that nobody gets. There's no inside joke. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's not an inside joke. Please. Look, let's settle this right here and right now. What is the deal with classic whatever, too soon, are we doing this? You really want to know? I've been dying to know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Um, Aaron's brother, Adam, does something relating to uh, installing fiber optic type things, cables, things like that. And he was at someone's house, and he met this person for the very first time. And Adam said something, and the guy said, classic Adam. And Adam's <laughs> like, he's like, you know, you don't know me. It's too soon, right? <laughs> So that's that's all it really is. But we just it just caught on. We just started saying it to each other. Like when someone did something that was characteristic of who they are. Yeah. Classic vintage. But, you know, obviously we know each other. But it, it's so hilarious when you say that to someone who you barely know. OK. The look on their face. It's now just it, now it all makes sense. OK. But what about are we doing this? Now, are we doing this to just like this this thing? Like, like, is this really happening? Like some surreal things. I think Greg and I, we were taking pictures on Google Hangouts like with dog masks on. <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of looked at each other like, are we doing this? Is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, it was a good two hours of a Wednesday night or that, whatever it was. <laughs> that sounds fun. Okay, so now I get it. And now, now I can say the thing with you guys. Yes, absolutely. And everyone should join in because it. Uh, I have my students saying it all the time. They're so funny. So, yeah, now now what? Now what do we do? Why don't we start off the show? Do we do an epic interview? With or? an epic interview. Okay. Epic interview. So, uh, Greg, welcome to the show. Uh, we will now be asking you questions to which you will provide the answers. Um... It looks like Chris has not completed his fifth question, 
uh, he's he's stopping <laughs> its sentence. So I'm gonna go ahead and start while he's working on that. No, you should start. Yeah. So Greg, um, the first question is why do you spell your name with three G's? Uh I'll try to answer that. So my my mom's brother's name is Greg, and apparently she wanted to name me after him. And he has two G's in his name, G-R-E-G. That's the normal spelling. Right. My legal name is Gregory. Okay. But for my nickname, I guess she wanted to change it up. I think I need to talk to my mom about this because I don't know. And I should have asked her this. <laughs> you don't know. I don't. The story of your own name. I thought she was just trying to make it original. <laughs> and I like it. I feel like it's a more balanced name now. Well, um, Chris, we, we were talking about other names that do this specifically <laughs> names that end with t- two of the same letter oh, and then there's like the name scott right that guy we met up in uh in portland right so right. two t's and then matt has two t's at the end so i guess it's okay for greg to have two g's right oh it's okay i mean why, why why not <laughs> <laughs> all right my first question is why did you start your channel? Well, if you remember way back, there was two mics. Two mics have been on Arcade Impossible co-hosting with me. And the mic number one was sitting there and he's showing me, you know, the, the game chasers and angry video game nerd and stuff like that. And I had never watched any of these gaming channels on YouTube at all. And he's just like, oh, it's so cool. You got to watch this. I said, oh, that's cool. And then like six months later, I actually watched, you know, some Game Chasers and some other channels. Um, And we actually just talked about, you know, what could we do? This seems kind of fun because we're into games and stuff. And I was like, well, I have this Dig Dug machine and Miss Pac-Man. I'd like to get more. Let's do that. And then it just turned into, uh, you know, something that seemed impossible to have an arcade and build that up, and let's document it. So that's how it started with Mike number one. I have a follow-up question. Um, why are all of your friends named Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Mike is reliable. I don't know if you know a Mike in your life, but he is reliable. My brother's name is Mike. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Have you ever dated a girl named Mike? <laughs> uh, Michelle. <laughs> Close enough. Okay. Fun factoid. My middle name is Michael. No. That's why we get along so yes, well. Yes, it is. It is. It absolutely Actually, is. And I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but that is weird. You have a lot of friends named Mike, and then they're like, you know, Dr. Seuss. You have Thing 1 and Thing 2, and you have Mike 1 and Mike 2. Right. Do they ever hop out of your hat and like clean rooms and stuff? Not that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> My next question is, I, actually, it's more of a, a command. Tell us about the state of your arcade. Okay. So the state of the arcade right now is... It's kind of in disarray because I had people over last night and we crammed all of the machines that were nicely spread out around the basement into one side of the basement for this cool intro shot, which you'll see uh, uh. by the time this is out. But, you know, we're up to over 20 arcade machines now. Wow. <laughs> and I never thought we would get there. You know, I thought, oh, you know, we'll, we'll do this YouTube thing for a while and put them out and document it. And we'll get to like 12 machines. That'd be crazy. And some of the deals we've come across, you know, as an outsider, when you start looking at arcade games, you look on Craigslist and eBay and you think, wow, these games cost 800 to $1,500 a piece. 
And that's a big question that I get a lot is how can you afford this? Are you rich? And stuff like that. There's deals that we come across that are just insane. Like my buddy was at an auction and he texted me and he said, hey, there's an asteroids machine here. Do you want me to bid on it? The monitor looks like it has an issue, but I can bid on it. I'm like, yeah, bid up to 60 bucks. And I was like joking. Mm-hmm. And then he texts me an hour and a half later saying, hey, it's yours, 25 bucks. Nice. And wow. we, fixed, we fixed that the night I brought it home. Um, another one, Centipede. That's one you see always, $700 every time, 100 bucks. That was in one of your episodes. How, did you have to do much work on that? Uh, we had to buy a $35 overlay because I wanted the, the control panel to be nice and new and a new trackball. Mm-hmm. But that's like 100 bucks. Wow. I think I made a joke on that video of something about balls. Yeah, we went a little excessive in that episode. <laughs> we're playing with the trackballs, the old and the new. Right, yes. And we were like, wow, this one's rough. This one's smooth. And we You were like David camera. Bowie in, in the labyrinth with the balls. Oh, nice. <laughs> Can you go ahead and just tick them off real quick? Like, Just give us the full rundown. Asteroid Centipede, Dig Dug, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Galaga, Hard Driving, uh, Off-Road, Miss Pac-Man, Play Choice 10, San Francisco Rush machines, the sit-down racing machines from 97, two of those, Smash TV, Sunset Riders, and X-Men swapping the boards out between them. And then the one that's not in an upcoming, or not, it is in an upcoming episode, is my Grail game that I just can't shut up about, I'm making videos about lately, and that's Robotron. Yay. And and you even alphabetized that list. Yeah, that was really convenient how I did that. (laughs) That is awesome. That's really cool that you noticed that, Vintage. Yes. Well, actually, actually, I think there was one that was out of order slightly. Go back and look. (laughs) Wow, really? How how long did it take before you caught that? I caught it right away, but Greg, can you confirm? Uh, That was probably one that I pulled out of my head because I didn't see it in this list. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. (laughs) Dude, you're a freak. You must be a type A personality. Yeah. By the way, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Angry Orchard Hard Cider. Yeah, it wasn't like the episode two episodes ago also brought to us by that? That was brought to you by a different cider. This is the this is the actual... I finally found the one that we had yeah. in Portland. That's the one that I've had a lot of. It's Angry It's got the Orchard. picture of the, the tree that looks really pissed off, and he's got like one apple hanging on him. Um, so Very if nice. I could, that, that, that kind of segues us into my third question, Greg. Um, what did you think about the Portland Retro Gaming Expo 2013? Um, it was excellent. Do you mean what do I think about the arcade section or in general? I just mean the whole, the whole thing, like the general, thing. general impressions. Including you know. the arcade section. Yeah. Yeah. Just every year, that is the expo to go to. And I've only been two years now. But that that's what everyone talks about. You guys are out there. I'm out there hanging out. And that's the best part about it is just meeting everyone and hanging out. Uh, and as far as the arcades, you have ground control, which is awesome, even though we didn't spend too much time this last time. And then the arcade section, I think, was better than the previous year. Uh, just trying out different games. Remember from Retro Liberty's video, they had that creepy mini putt game with the missing children on it. I've never yeah. seen that game before. <laughs> or what? Vintage, your score submission to score ground of, uh, was it Bagman? Kickman, brother. Kickman, yeah. <laughs> I'm the world record holder on scoreground.com. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that game. So it's just really cool to 
come across something that you have no idea about. Now, did you pick up anything while you were there? I bought a few games out of this world on the 3DO, and I traded Ricky uh, from Retro Liberty, Mega Man 4. I got that, and Skies of Arcadia Legends. What'd you trade him? A Contra box? He really hooked me up there, so I'm actually going to send him some more stuff. But yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. Ricky's a generous gentleman. Yes, he is. So my next question is about something that I see recurring in your videos. What's the deal with the truck horns and the painting above your couch? You want to tell us about those things? Okay, so the the truck horns, I don't know how that came out. It's something I always do on the highway anyway (laughs) since I was a kid. Always? Really? Even when you're not filming, you you just do this? Yeah, like that's not just for show for the camera. This is... This is real. (laughs) (laughs) So if I see a truck and I'm like, oh, I want this truck to honk or whatever, you know, I'll just put my arm out the window and do the trucker honk. And they do it about I get really lucky when we're filming. I'd say about 80 percent success rate when I'm by myself and there's no cameras. I'd say about 30 percent. Classic Greg. (laughs) So maybe (laughs) the truckers like the camera, uh, but I don't know. That's strange. You know what I love about when you do that, though, is when you do like the Arsenio Hall fist pump afterwards. Like It's like all this energy. It's awesome. Well, what's funny about the first time I showed that, that was episode two, and I'm I'm pumping my fist after the guy does it, is I tried for maybe five or six semi-trucks, and we were filming, and this was like the last one, and then he did it, and I was genuinely... Excited that I was done doing that. Oh, wow. I remember seeing that and I remember thinking, like, wow, he's really excited about this. <laughs> okay, but the second part, Greg, about that yeah. question, I, w- I wanted to hear about this painting. I was speaking with friends and we were talking about, you know, what's really weird is those rich people that have the paintings done of themselves or them with their dog or something, their greyhound, and they put it on their mantle. You know, it's so weird uh, and pretentious. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> Com- going into this completely as a joke. So I went to my, my buddy, Adam, who's a really great artist. He did the original designs for our Arcade Impossible logo and stuff like that. And I said, hey, if I get you a really good photo, can you do a painting? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I haven't done an acrylic painting in like eight years, but I'll do it for you. So that was his first painting he's done in eight years. Nice. And when oh I went on gosh. vacation, I came back. He had it ready for me. You know what it reminds me of? Um, it reminds me of Cosmo Kramer. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my brother got that poster for my dad for Christmas. And my dad felt like compelled to hang it up. So, <laughs> but he hung it up behind the door. So like when you open the door to their computer room, it's behind the door. So no one ever sees it unless you shut the door. That's a funny painting. I think I want to use it in our thumbnail. <laughs> you got to use Greg's painting. With, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah. with Frodo. Yeah. And if you want to order a print of that painting on canvas <laughs> or, a, or a postcard or a greeting card where you can write your own message, it's on our redbubble.com Arcade Impossible store. I think it's like $1.50 or $2 for I'm the totally greeting cards. Buying. I'm totally postcards. buying one. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm going to buy one. Because you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm making a scrapbook of all my YouTube adventures. And, you know, like I've got like a bunch of stuff. Obviously, we took a lot of pictures in Portland. I've got like receipts and things. I actually have a pile right here of receipts from like... When we went to Denny's, I have the Hot Topic one, Gregory. Nice. 
McMenamins, Starbucks. And you got your program and all that stuff, right? Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. You know, I have like a big pile, like just in the corner here of just a bunch of crap. And one of these days I'm going to put it like nice organized in some kind of a book. (laughs) That's really an interesting idea because, you know, we've talked about this as YouTube people, but like what happens, you know, 20 years from now? Are we still going to be doing YouTube videos like when, when we're in our 50s? I or well, that's what I mean though. It's like this thing that's going to be a part of our past. Yeah. That our kids, it's cool for them to know that we did this. They're going to be like, "What a bunch of dorks!" But for all we know, when Google Plus 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 Squared comes out, they'll cancel everything we've done because it'll be violating rights and stuff. Who knows? Yes. So yeah, having a scrapbook—that's a great idea. Um, Greg. Yes. You've mentioned that Robotron is one of your holy grail games. My question was, do you have any other grail games that you absolutely want to collect at some point in time? Yes. Um, Space Wars. Have you ever heard of Space War? I played this at MAGFest last year with Tiger Claw TV. I remember I, that. I, I love that cabinet, it. and it has such a, a great history behind it. Very it's cool. that early of a game. Man, that's going to be a tough one to get, huh? I know. I was talking with a arcade, a local arcade owner who has one, and it broke in his move. And he's trying to locate just a replacement monitor. Well, it's a vector. It's a vector game, right? Yeah, it's a vector monitor yeah. from the seventies. See, and I would be so stressed out if I had one of those because I'd always be worried that it would break. I mean, I'm kind of like that already with space here. <laughs> but when you're talking <laughs> about a vector monitor, that just kind of triples the anxiety. Yeah, it's a different beast, and yeah. and, and that ties directly into the, another big game I'd want, which is Tempest, and that's a mm. vector game, and I love that game a lot. Oh, that's those a- are tough to keep going. Yeah, and Star Wars, you you want that? Star Wars is good. Um, it feels very, you know, it's just real, really rinse and repeat for me. Mm. Um, it's <laughs> still like Robotron. <laughs> no, hey, uh... <laughs> dude, you beat me to it. Uh, it's not uh, next question please <laughs> Chris uh, it's you what is your electric bill $80 get out of here no really eh? <laughs> uh, well it's, it's different now that it's getting really cold yeah. uh, and the fans going all the time but, but on average 80 bucks on average it, if I had to break it down and guess how much the actual arcade costs because it's not on all the time yeah, I would say it costs probably twenty five bucks a month. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's not. I think though that you said it right there. I think people just assume your arcade's on all the time, and if that was the case, it would probably be a lot. But right. Yeah, exactly. And I, I always compare it to a hot tub because if you have a hot tub, that's going to cost you like fifty, sixty bucks a month. So if you could choose to have a hot tub or a full arcade, and you could leave the arcade probably on a lot more. But what gets you more chicks, the arcade or the hot tub? Ah, oh, it's a tide right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should bring an arcade machine in the hot tub. <laughs> uh, that's funny. For the Robotron episode, I was thinking about it, but I'd probably get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this isn't on the list, but I want I want you to talk about Robotron. Like, why are you so in love with this game? Well, the big thing for me is, you know, I I like console games, but they take so much time, no matter what it is. Mm. An arcade game you can walk up to and and 
play an intense game for 10 minutes and you're getting far in those 10 minutes mm-hmm. and you feel satisfied and you can walk away and, and you're, you didn't spend all day playing a video game, which is fine too. But Robotron just takes it to the next level. You know, it has 10 difficulty levels and now I'm playing at the max difficulty. A game will take like 10 minutes and I'm sweating at the end of it and right. it's intense. Like I just got off a roller coaster, you know, I get a rush yeah. and, and Robotron just does it for me and it's... It's that nonstop, the onslaught of enemies all around you. It just gives you that panic, and that's what's so exciting about that game. What's your high score up to right now? On di- the max difficulty? Yeah. Uh, 700,000. Okay. And wow. in, in terms of world record, I mean, what is it, and, and how does that work? Does it have to be at the highest difficulty Yeah, and this is where it's weird, because as you, you guys know and everyone else knows, Twin Galaxies is or used to be the high score keepers but they've kind of got change in ownership so people don't really consider them the high score keepers anymore now that they charge and they're for profit you know it, everyone plays at difficulty five for the, the twin galaxy submissions okay. and standard and that's a standard play and now on difficulty five i can i can get two million or so i haven't really tried to marathon it yet but well people, robotron will go on forever right it will there's 250 six waves and then it'll, the game will basically start at w- the difficulty of the first wave and you go through the 256 again and that okay, usually so happens around 7.5 million so if you can get to there you basically beat the game because you can marathon it over and over again well, well basically then what you're saying is that it's not just about having high score it's about having the um well, i don't know what the endurance. you call it endurance to actually marathon until you die uh okay i'm looking at twin galaxies right now uh, world record is held by Brian King, set in June of 1983, $348 million. See, And I've heard about that one, but they called BS on that. They called BS. Yeah. Let's see. The top 10 are all $100 million or more. That's over three days. But they're all from 1982 and 83. 10 million takes about three hours, so 100 is 30 hours. Holy cow. That's insane, dude. Yeah, that's weird. Um, And you can't stop. You can't stop. There's no way to pause. Because you can build up 250 guys, and I think, I forgot what the burn rate is, but you can build up enough free guys that you can get a 20-minute break and go away from the machine. Okay. And they'll just die? And they'll just die. No one else can touch the machine. So it has top 25, and... You could totally get on here, Greg, because number 22 is only 347, uh, 347,000, I mean. Oh, okay. So you totally could beat this guy. You could be number 22 in the world. I know, but I don't consider that the official scoreboard because you have to pay. You have to pay? Yeah. How much uh, do you I, that's pay? Interesting. I have to pay $25 and send in a DVD, and then they might accept it. Mm. Yeah. That's why scoreground's for the people. actually you know what this isn't a question either but since you talk about it tell us about scoreground scoreground is a website i created in the beginning of 2013 and what it does because i want to see gameplay i don't want to you know just have people bragging saying oh i got eighth in the world at this game actually show your gameplay and that's what it is scoreground you go there you create a free account you click upload my video select a file and it automatically embeds it into the scoreground youtube feed and then it's updated and populated to a scoreboard. 
And it's really easy to manage, so it's not a lot of overhead for me. But people can go there and just say, oh, I want to see Robotron strategy. This guy got 10 million. They can click on it and watch the guy's video. And that's his you know, submission. That's why he's on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. You have to have a video along with your score. Right. Or they may say, I want to see Vintage playing Kickman. And so I will put a link in the episode notes on the Retro Rejects podcast YouTube channel. If you go to the trailer for this episode, you will find all kinds of helpful links to Greg's channel, to Greg's website, and Vintage playing Kickman. <laughs> so, Greg, what kind of console or PC stuff are you into? Okay, um, I play Xbox 360, some newer games that come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm really into just the classic classic consoles once in a while. You know <laughs> I mean? uh, lately, I've been playing UN Squadron on Super Nintendo, but pretty much Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, Commodore, mm-hmm. Master System, all those. Do you have the Do you have original hardware for these? I do, and I have a modular setup in my game room, so I have like two docking shelves by my TVs, and you can just grab one off the wall, any system, and it has all the cords really nice, and you just slide it in and connect mm. and play on either TV. Nice. So, uh, Chris, I believe you have the last question for uh, Mr. Hansen, who... I do. ...who is not related to the band Hansen, as far yeah. as I know. <sighs> Thank you so much. No, he is... He is. What? How's your little sister doing? Oh, wait. That was a guy? Wait a second. That was a guy? Guys, right, it's never... been really fun. Thank Those you. Those guys are all grown up now. And yeah, but he still probably looks like a woman. I don't so know. So the joke is on us. <laughs> oh, well. And that's my mom's maiden name, too, Hanson. So maybe Greg and I are related somehow, but I don't know. But anyways, my, uh, my final question is... What are your plans for the future of the Arcade Impossible channel? Okay, well, right now, it's kind of going through a big change. So we're doing an entirely new episode structure. It's going to be a lot more a lot more standardization to the episode, so I can actually edit them quicker, because that's my biggest problem, is I take too long to edit, because I always want to try new things out, a new structure. So now that I have an actual outline I can follow, a loose outline, it's going to be much easier to put out episodes. And, you know, we still have plenty of room in the basement, so it's not like we're, we're five or six more episodes. I think we have at least 12 to 15 more space-wise, and then we can come up with new things. By the way, are you going to put out a video for Portland Retro Gaming Expo? Yes. And is no. it going to have me wearing a bunch Absolutely. of silly costumes? There's okay. no way that footage is just going to sit on my hard drive. It needs to <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, Chris, I don't think you know about that. No, I, I can already piece it together, though. You had that little joke about Hot Topic. So you put a bunch of crap on, and he took pictures and video of it all? You're so smart, Chris. Yeah, I, I try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I know you got the Captain America thing, so I can only imagine what else was there. Yeah, it It's Hot awesome. Topic, so... Hot Topic. All right, why don't we move to the next section, the Reject Recap. And what is this segment about, Chris? This is the segment where we talk about what we've been doing the past month since our last episode. So let's start with our wonderful guest. Are you ready, Greg? You ready? I'm Greg, ready. Do you know how this you works? Ready? I, you know, I, I talked talk about, about what I did the last month, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so this last month, I've been working on arcade machines a lot, and specifically arcade monitor issues. Uh, so that's really boring, but I've learned a lot trying to fix the actual monitor chassis that drives the CRT tubes. Mm. That's boring, but what's more interesting is I, I'm sick of having a game shelf for my console collection that has games that I don't care about. So I've I've been going through and playing them and and just seeing what I want to keep in my collection and thinning them out. And I know Vintage, you talked about that last episode, right? Yeah, yes, you're doing a purge. The purge. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it in the mailbag. What kind of games are you purging? Ah, oh, well, specifically, there's one I can remember. It's uh, Operation Secret Storm on the Nintendo. That game's worth like fifty bucks. I think. I never even heard of that. It's got you know Saddam really Hussein funny? on the cover. Yeah, you know what's funny is um, Aaron and Ricky and I went to a game store where I got all these great deals just the other day over the weekend. He pulled that game out and he showed us this really rare game, and that's the one. It's just funny. I'd never seen it other than then, and now you're mentioning it two days later. Wow. What's it like? What do you do? You, oh man, it's a platformer, and at the end of the first level, I remember you fight a bald eagle. <laughs> it's a very un-american game so i'm getting rid of it who put this out this it's like black uh, cartridge right it's unlicensed right wait what's the name of it again secret storm operation secret storm and it's a black label by color dreams what operation secret color dreams yes storm so they put out like bible games and anti-american propaganda what? <laughs> That's weird. Uh, here we go. NES guide. I'm checking out the game. In like, Saddam's uh, beret he's wearing, there's a <laughs> smiley face. That's oh, smiling. yes. It's a playoff of Desert Storm. Okay. So games wow. like that, even though it's worth money, I don't care about that. I just want good games. How right. did you How did you come into possession of this game? Uh, of course, through a mic. Mic number one. <laughs> oh my gosh, this game looks terrible. There's well, naked you, guys. There's naked dudes with like sticks. <laughs> this is horrible. Okay, I'm shutting this off. <laughs> but let me ask you though, seriously, with a game like that, do you think about the investment of it though? Like as collectors no. build up? No, you just there's don't. better ways to do investments, and I don't do well. That's true. Games. So. <laughs> that's true. You've right. been doing monitors. You've been purging your collection. And what do you do? Do you like throw the stuff on eBay? I have a, a shelf full of games I'm trying to get rid of, and I don't really know how. I don't want to do eBay. Yeah. I, th I think I might just um, have a sw another swap meet. I had a swap meet at my house, and that people brought all their extra games, and we traded. There, there you go. So maybe oh, I'll wow. just try to trade them away to other collectors. Well, well people might contact you after hearing this episode. <laughs> there we go. If you want Operation Secret Storm, let me know. All right. Is what else, Greg? Oh, you want more? All right. Uh, whatever you got. Give me more. Pretty much, I have two, no, I have three arcade machine restore projects, and I no, don't usually restore them. Usually I get them working, mm -hmm. playable, because I don't care if it's a new machine. I just want it to be working and nice. You know, it, it's fine if an arcade has a little bit of uh, wear and tear to it, you know what I mean? I don't mind those little scratches here and there, or yeah. cigarette burns. It gives it character. Absolutely. But I have some that are just projects, so um, I can name them, actually. It's fine. Uh, Outrun, the Sega upright racing game. Which Chris had never heard of until, like, two episodes <laughs> know, ago. You know what? <laughs> After... No, I just didn't know it by name. After you... <laughs> uh -huh. uh -huh. Hacking along. After um, you described it, and then I saw it, I definitely remembered it. Of course, I've played it. I just didn't know 
Classic Chris. <laughs> it is true. My brain is Swiss cheese, man. So I'm restoring that. I'm restoring Robotron because I want that to be brand new. That's one where I actually don't want any scratches. I'm going to bondo the side, sand it, paint it. I got new stencils to paint the side. T-molding, a brand new monitor for it, brand new control panel, rebuilt the joysticks, everything. Are the joysticks going to be clicky? No, that's right. It's leaf switches like I thought in uh, Portland. Okay. Oh, yeah. By the way, I cut that part out because like, it was boring. The part where you're talking about the joysticks. <laughs> but I left a lot. I, I did leave a large portion of that in where you oh. were talking about Robotron. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, oh, oh, I got to tell you guys, this video, I'm, I, I, I tweeted about this. It's just footage of us like goofing off for 15 minutes. Like, it's so funny. I was laughing and crying last <laughs> night. Like, there's things on there that I had totally forgotten about. Like, I was making fun of Aaron, like when we were at McMenamin's about his what he was wearing. And it's just it's just gold. Oh. It's absolute gold. Like, no one's going to like it but us. But I'm totally going to put it up. Probably when are you putting that up? I'll probably put it up maybe next week or so. Cool. Yeah, like probably around the same time this comes out. So nice. yeah, hope, yeah, I'll try to get it out before. So if you're listening to this, you can go and check it out. So so is that all that's been happening in your world, Greg? I think that's enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well then, why don't we uh, why don't we go over to to vintage vintage? Why don't you tell us what you've been doing? Okay. Well, um, I had a uh, overnight hangout session. Uh, you mean with... a, a 35-year-old man <laughs> slumber party? Yes. <laughs> Except it was just me and one of my good buddies that lives around here. And he's not like a huge collector or anything, but he is into retro games. And he's a, he is a gamer. He has the current you know, systems and everything like that. And he's just, you know, about our same age. So we, we, we've bonded. And so the other, I don't know, couple months ago, I was like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if like you came over and we just played games and drank beer like all night. And he was like, yeah. And you know, our wives made fun of us, but we, we didn't care. And so, <laughs> so he came over, we ended up playing uh Contra uh, for the NES all the way through, of course. And Konami uh, code. Of course, yeah. Okay. He needed it. I, I I was doing surprisingly well without. Nice. Um, but yeah, he he died like right away. Like pretty much went through all of his thirty guys, and then was borrowing my yeah. guys because you know how borrowing. you can steal guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask if he did. <laughs> but we ended up making it. Um, I think I think I did have to continue one time at the very last stage because he kept stealing my guys. But uh, we played that. We played Scat. You know, good two player NES game. Um, and we got further than I did when I played it with my brother-in-law. We actually got to the end of the third level, to the boss, and then got beat by the boss. That game is tough. It's only four levels. Got a How little bit further. It's weird because you, you get, basically you get one guy, and you get five hits, and then you're dead. And there's like no way to get your health back, as far as I can tell. It's 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 NES hard. They do let you start at the same stage, so that I think it's unlimited continues. So if we wanted to, we could keep playing stage three over and over again. We played it for maybe a half hour, and then we moved on. Uh, and then and then I picked up a game that I got at Portland, Super Double Dragon. And uh, I mentioned this a little bit in the mailbag episode, that we played that all the way to the end. Uh, and, well, we got beat at the end boss. Um, but that game is so fun. 
and the music is amazing. That was all we did as far as gaming. Um, and then I wanted to watch a movie, which uh, we ended up watching, coincidentally, The Purge. You guys hear about this movie? Yeah, yeah. I saw it recently. Okay, what'd you think of it? I thought it was all right. I was kind of interested. It, it hooked me in right away. Yeah. The premise of the movie, and, and I liked it. I, I recommend it. Um, it stars, I think, Ethan Hawke is kind of mm-hmm. the main character. He was in Training Day with uh, Denzel, a couple other movies. But the premise is it like takes place in the future a little bit. And something has happened where this group has gotten in control of the government and they've sanctioned. It's one day a year. It's like a 12-hour period from like 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. where just all laws are off. Like you can do whatever you want and they call it the purge. And it's, it's a day where everybody can, you know, you can kill people. You can pretty much do anything. Um, and then supposedly this gets everybody's aggression out in like, you know, one day. And they say that because of this, you know, crime is like non-existent, like unemployment is like 0%, blah, 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 blah. So there's like a lot of moral and ethical themes that are woven, you know, political themes that are woven into the movie, but it's really good. Um, the wife in it, I don't know if you knew this, Greg, but the wife is, uh, I forget her name, but she was in, um, a few movies. She was the wife in, um, 300, Remember the queen? She was also the the lead character in Sarah Connor, the 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 Chronicles, the Terminator series. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She played um, Sarah Connor, and so she was pretty good as well. It's just about you know what happens on one of those particular nights. And the movie, if I recall, had a really small budget, like maybe six million bucks, and or something crazy like that. And it made like tons of money at the. It made like almost a hundred million at the box office, so it's. I think there's going to be a sequel. I read somewhere, um, but I think it's an original, kind of an interesting story, and I would recommend that. So that was kind of my overnight hangout session, and then I, I just on my own, I watched a couple movies, one good, one bad. I'll, I'll quickly tell you the good movie that I recommend for everybody is is Hero. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, oh, man. It's it's Jet Li. So this came out in 2002, um, and it's all about, like, ancient China and, like... It's the Chen Dynasty under Xi Huangdi. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Teacher Chris. I actually show uh, a clip from this in my notes. Man, it, this was just so good. Um, I'd heard about it, but I would never really knew what it was about, and I, I got it at Goodwill, and I watched it, and it's now one of my favorite movies. Oh, well, dude, you have to watch the others, like uh, House of Flying Daggers. Are they related? They're they're not, but, the, I mean, it's the same creative team, and, and a lot of the, there's some overlap with, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hero. Love it. Um, yeah, and House of Flying Daggers, they're, they're all very similar. Okay. I think it's the same choreographer. I'm putting that on my list. Oh, definitely, definitely. <sighs> okay, and then before you know, I... Ch- wait, I have to say, though, wait, yeah. about Hero, one of the things I love about it is just how each fight is, like, like color-coded almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fantastic. That each scene, like, stands on its own as this, like, brilliant little short. Yes. You, know? you put them all together. It's kind of cool. The guy's trying to earn the trust of the emperor, so every every thing he does he gets to move a little bit closer to the emperor right um very cool premise i won't say more than that but yeah great movie um and then a movie to absolutely 
run the opposite direction. Uh, if you ever see it, it's called Splice. It came out in 2009. This movie is very disturbing um, in many ways. Have either of you guys seen it? No. No. I don't even want to talk about it. That's how bad it is. But it stars <laughs> Adrian Brody. Is like the, the you know the head. I guess he's like the lead actor in this. And it, it's basically in a nutshell. It's about these two idiot scientists. They're like geneticists, and they end up splicing human DNA with you know a bunch of like animal DNA, and they create this you know thing. Just a lot of terrible things ensue, and I wish I could. It's one of those movies that you watch and you think, I wish I could just erase that out of my mind. Um. Chris, the floor is yours. Well, I think that the biggest thing that happened over the course of this month is that I finally edited a video and put it up. So, Yay! Yeah, it, it was kind of fun um, to be back. It's nice to do that. But I have to say, you know, I was learning Final Cut uh, for the first time. And I'm trying to – I wanted to make a very epic video about something like my favorite game so i wanted to make sure that i took all the time necessary to do it so i actually really intended on having it out two weeks ago but i just couldn't do it because there's too much that i wanted to get right and i just didn't want to release it till it was done i mean i'd waited seven months anyway so why not yeah um but it's nice to be back on youtube it's really cool like everybody since i posted the video i've just had a ton of comments positive comments like glad you're back you know one guy said he said, it's your best video yet. This, uh, his name's uh, W-A-T-C-B-D. It just was a funny comment. He says, your best video yet. It was so good, I signed into effing Google+. Plus <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. He, he that was is... willing to sign in <laughs> to Google+. Plus. There is no higher compliment than that. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we should talk about that in a minute, but... Honestly, that's been the bulk of what I've been doing is just trying to learn that program. I've been talking to Greg a lot, um, ta- hanging out with Aaron and Ricky a few more times. I've just been trying to keep busy. It's kind of empty in my house lately, so I'm trying to get out there and, and do some other things. But, but as boring as that may be, that's about it. <laughs> well, you know, you have a couple other things. Here. Well, I, I mean, very small. Um, like, I... When, one day when I was editing, I just put Ferris Bueller's Day Off on in the background. Yes. Yeah, I didn't actually really watch it too closely. It was just on. But I think it was there enough to uh, to bring back some memories. What a classic movie. Greg, oh, tell, tell me you've seen this. Oh, of course, man. Okay. I mean, I've you got to represent, year, man. It's It's Chicago, you know. Uh, can, can we just all agree that there needs to be a sequel to this movie? That would be weird, but... I mean, did you see that commercial they did? I kind of remember that. Yeah, Yeah. just I think it was at the Super Super Bowl commercial. Maybe it was last year, the year before. I'm not sure. But uh, they brought Matthew Broderick in, and he did the whole talking to the camera as Ferris Bueller. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, clearly, the the movie just writes itself because, you know, he calls in sick to work, and his boss is trying to, you know, catch him and... You know, all this other weird things. They could bring back that guy that was like captain of the Enterprise B. Nobody really knows his name. You know, Cameron. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they could bring him back. What is he doing? Come on. He's not doing anything. No, you're right. Yeah, in his life, where he's at now in his life. Right. And they could find that chick, you know, with the brown hair. I mean, this movie could could be happening right now. And Jenny Gray being the sister. And then you could have Charlie, Charlie Sheen being like winning. 
Yeah. And well, <laughs> yes, Charlie Sheen. And because remember, she yeah. met up with Charlie Sheen like in the she was at the police station That's or right. whatever. That's yeah. right. He had like that weird cameo. Yeah. And, and then they had the the principal who I believe is a convicted like child pornographer or something oh! to that effect. What? Not, me, Rooney. What was his name? I, that's his name in the show. Mooney. 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 Is it Mooney or? I thought it was Rooney. I thought it was Mooney. I did watch it, but here we go right now. Um, cast is Jeffrey Jones as Edward R. Rooney. Oh. Yes, eat it. You Dude, I watched it like a week ago. <laughs> Check this out. He is a registered sex offender oh. for life after pleading no contest. For his role in child pornography. So he's not going to be in the sequel. But everybody else will. Well it would be kind of weird. Like why is the principal still following him around. After all these years. But seriously I think you're right. Like who they are. Their personalities translate very well. The characters. uh, Into adulthood. It just doesn't make any sense. Cameron would be so screwed up. He would be unemployed. You know because he can't move. He can't do anything. Look, if they're going to remake, like, Total Recall and RoboCop and all these other stupid movies... I mean, they're not stupid movies, but... (laughs) If they're going to remake all these movies, they can do this one. I agree. And I would love to see that. What else do you got? They should make Labyrinth 2 also. Are they making another Back to the Future? No. That'll never happen. Good. Dude, it's a perfect trilogy right now. Let's just leave it alone. Well, yeah, and in, in, in a lot of ways, that game that came out um, right. is kind of like the spiritual successor type. It's like a point-and-click game, and it kind of plays like a part four. I have it. I haven't played it yet, but I hear it's pretty good. Hey, well, the other things I wanted to talk about, though, are are just about the big changes that are happening in YouTube. And I know it's not really something for me personally, but... Um, I thought that it would be an appropriate time for us to all collectively whine and moan about the problems. Um, Not that much, but just a little bit. (laughs) You don't want to whine and moan very much? We have like a couple minutes we can whine. (laughs) I I just think everybody, yeah, everybody's pretty unhappy about about it. (laughs) As as we always are. And I I love Alpha Omega Sin's uh, rant video about Google+. It's pretty darn good. I haven't seen it. It, it no, basically, I, it, yeah. He basically sums up all of my thoughts on this matter. <laughs> okay, so we defer to Alpha Omega Sin's video. That will sum up all of our thoughts on this. <laughs> but one thing that was really frustrating me is I couldn't find my inbox. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I mean, basically all I do now is I just type in YouTube.com slash inbox and then there you go. But I can't find a link to it on my page. Yeah. Have I, you found I, it? Well, I had to, I had to Google how to find your inbox in YouTube in order to find how to find it. Yeah, Yeah, me too. So now it's just like I have a separate link in my uh, bookmarks because, man, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with it. And it's not going to get better. It's (laughs) going to get worse. My settings, I'm very confused. I I don't know what's (laughs) going on. I don't know what all these things are that I'm getting. I'm just I'm hoping that it all goes away. The other thing relating to YouTube, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but but the idea of paid YouTube subscriptions. What? No, I haven't heard anything about Okay, that. well, Glenn Plant, 
um, I enjoy his channel, but he did a video about paid YouTube subscriptions. And the basic idea is that someone may they're, – they're kind of piloting the idea. I don't know if, if many channels – if this has happened, but I believe after you have 10,000 subscribers, you could opt for this. And I think it's, it's a mixed bag about whether or not I think it's a good idea. I don't think I would do it. But the idea is that people, instead of anyone being able to subscribe, you would have for $1 a month, you would subscribe to someone's channel. And then would there be no ads? I would assume there would be no ads. Okay. It's this, a tough one. This know. entire topic is aggravating, and I would never pay anything for a YouTube channel. Greg, what do you think? Uh, I. It'd have to be... You know, if you have someone who is putting out videos so much and you can only get access to their content for a dollar a month, what's to say you just wait until the end of the year and you pay your dollar and then you download all of their videos? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's diabolical, Gregory. <laughs> that is diabolical. <laughs> all right, well, let, let us roll a, a segment that we haven't done in a great long time. It's the right... First, fast, accurate. Your 24-hour news source. Coast to coast. It's time for the Reject Report. Okay, hello. This is Vintage uh, bringing you today's Reject Report. We have one item to share with you. Double Dragon Trilogy for Android and iOS was recently announced. Uh, this is going to be released by a company called dot emu or dot emu i'm not quite sure uh there's no release date on this there's no price point but there is a cool trailer that i will put a link to in the episode notes have you guys seen or heard about this no no nope. the trailer looks awesome so mr arcade impossible any thoughts about this this My series coming to the uh mobile whatever's that's cool to bring it to the, the mainstream so people have it in their app stores. But my first thought is just put it on an emulator on your phone and play it. <laughs> <laughs> Without paying for it and it's the original. Okay, you could do that. <laughs> thanks, thanks for ruining the entire... I'm sorry. Report. Can we do that over? Ask me again. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's the end of the segment. Okay, so now it's game time. It's game time! Game time! Do we have a segment buffer for this? Uh, I'll try to whip one up. <laughs> so, no. Okay, yeah. So, here is the idea behind the game. We here at Retro Rejects have chosen an, a game, and I'll give you this hint. It is an arcade game, since you are arcade impossible. And what we'd like you to do is ask us a series of yes or no questions... To which we will reply, yes or no. And use use your questions wisely to narrow the field down because there's more than, there's more than like, there's more than a hundred arcade games ever. No. So <laughs> I, would, I would just start guessing names of games, okay? Don't do that. Okay. I'll keep track of, of how many questions that he's asked. Yes. And Greg, I recommend you keep track of your answers very carefully. Yes. So as to not ask um, something that that you already know. Also, 
Yeah, is there a prize if if he gets it correct? Does he win the actual arcade game? Yes, and Vintage <laughs> will buy it for you. <laughs> I will send you the ROM. <laughs> okay. So that you can play it on your emulator that you have on your smartphone. Oh, jeez. No, no pressure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No pressure, but, I mean, and I have tried this game with people before, and uh, hey, 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 it's that's not... Enough. No information. It's not no super easy. All I was going to say is it's not It's okay. not incredibly easy. Okay, that's um, kind of a hint. It's a hint that I've tried it before. <laughs> How? That know. narrows it down. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably Qbert. Now, Dude, the other thing... Just, you, just, you just gave him a hint right there. Well, he knew I wouldn't choose that one, because I was talking to him about it. Oh. About that game, but and whatever, whatever. Okay. But the other thing is, after questions five, ten, and fifteen, we will give you a hint. Yes. Thank you. Yes. We throw. And you. after after number twenty, we will give you the answer. Right. <laughs> 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 Unless you get it first, along with hum- humiliation. <laughs> That's yeah. right. All right. So, Greg, what is your first question? My first question. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Is the game made between 1980 and 1982? Yes. Ooh, oh. ooh, ooh. That narrows it down. Vintage, do you have... <laughs> it does. Vintage, do you have that up right now? I don't. The link I sent you that way, because there may be some questions we need to, like, you know, judges. Uh, okay, let me check. You have 19 left. Thank you. Is it made by Atari? That would be no. Is it made by Williams? No. Is it a vector game? Not vector. Not vector graphics. Okay. Thought so. That was question four. So this yeah. this will be your fifth question. Does it have to do with space? No. Okay, so now he gets a hint. Now you get a hint. Um. um. See, if we would have do- if we would have done a console game we could have given no i'm gonna give him a hint right now okay no this is bally midway oh and by the way greg you can't use like any kind of internets or anything and i'm not i I didn't want to cheat okay yeah no cheating is allowed does the main character gobble dots (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question because it could eliminate several and the answer is no. Oh. See, I think you're doing good for question six right now. Yeah. For each player, it may be one or two, I don't care. But for each player's controls, do they only have one button and a joystick? One button and a joystick? I, I, would I think say. the answer would be no. Well, okay. That's fine. But, I'll, I'll scratch that question. Well, no. I mean, there's additional controls than one button and a joystick. There is. Yes. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yes, that's true. Is there a button on the joystick itself? Yes. I think that was seven questions. No, you're not keeping track? I thought you were keeping track. (laughs) I am! Is it a classic game? (laughs) Why did you waste a question? That is the worst question. I just want to say classic. Yes, it is. Classic. Yes. Right. Wasting it's questions. a classic game. It is. It is a classic game. Oh, that's so stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Does does the first letter of the title start between A and M? 
No. I like these questions. It's 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 interesting to see how Greg's mind works. <laughs> I don't even know how it works. <laughs> okay, so this is your tenth question. Yeah, yeah, one more and then you get a hint. Does it start with R or S? Either. <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> oh. And here's your hint. Don't tell him what it starts with. No, I'm not going to. Okay, all right. But I will say this. It is a single word. Okay, all right. That's a fair hint. Is that a fair hint? Is that, yeah. Is that yeah, eliminate yeah. enough, you think? I am. Uh, I no. Think... <laughs> 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 all right, Greg, you're halfway there, buddy. You got 10 questions. You're going to get yeah. You're doing I good. I think so. I need to know what it starts with, so I'm going to keep going with this. I have a perfect clue for the next time. I'll I'll send it over to you. Tell me what you think. Okay. So, question 11. N through Q. Does it start with that? (laughs) That's terrible. N through Q? (laughs) No. No, it doesn't. N through Q. (laughs) Oh. This is what I would do, though. I would totally eliminate the alphabet. Wait. Oh, does it start with T? Yes. Oh, I think I know what it is. Question 13. Did you see what I put in there? Um, Lucky number 13. No, wait, wait. I want him to guess. I'd like no, to solve the puzzle. <laughs> okay. Well, is it Tron? Tron? Yes! Woo! You yes! did it! 12 questions. Oh, that was a 13th question. Very good. I'm impressed. Nice work, Greg. Thanks, guys. I'm glad I got one now, so I don't care about the rest. <laughs> I can totally That's it. That, that's it. That's the game. Oh, that, it was just one? Yeah, you win. Do you want to play again? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, all right. Good work. Good work, Greg. Thanks, guys. Proving yourself to be a true arcade master. Uh, so the next segment is Retro Pick. Yep, I think I feel one back there. Yeah. Ah, here's a good one. Retro pick. Greg, did uh, did Chris ask you to have a retro pick? He did. Okay. And my pick is Quicks, and I know it's it's out on the NES. Yep. But I've never played it on the NES. Really? It's also on Game Boy. And it's also on Game Boy. You're right. And I recently discovered this on my 60 and one, my Miss Pac-Man cocktail machine that plays 60 different games. Uh-huh. And we we're just going through. I actually was on a date, and she was was picking random games, and Quicks was one of the ones she came across. And I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting." And we played it for an hour and a half after that. And, and what did she look like? <laughs> um, what? <laughs> What what did she look like? She's a she's a brunette. Uh-huh. And uh, we were on a date and she's <laughs> uh, about 5'8, beautiful shoulder-length hair. Does she listen to the podcast? She will. Nice. So you're dating a girl. Yes. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And she likes arcade games, so that's a huge plus. Awesome. It is. So you're calling it Quicks, but isn't it Q-I-X? It is, and I decided to make the call and call it Quicks. <laughs> Did you find the pronunciation guide? Nah. <laughs> I just wasn't sure. I mean, I mean what Q- else would it be called? Kicks? Why would it be called that? I don't know. What Why are some X make a Z sound sometimes? I don't know. Well, what other words that start with Q? 
Yeah, have a K sound. sound. Mm-hmm. Why not add a U? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so describe this game. Okay, so we're playing Quicks, which I have no experience with, and we're playing the arcade emulated version okay and it starts out and you have this black square and the synthesized the amazing gritty tone that this game makes are very bassy um but anyway you have this black screen and the thing in the middle of the screen is like a moving squiggly line like you're scribbling and it moves all throughout the entire square of the screen and that's called the quicks and you play as this little diamond that can only travel on lines. You can't go through open space. So it's like a grid. Yeah. Uh, it's like a box to start, exactly. But it becomes a grid. So you you can travel around the outside of the box. And these two sparks start in opposite directions. And if they touch you, you die. Yep. So they can't kill you when you're drawing a line. So as they're coming towards you... You can hold down the button and push the joystick in towards this big rectangle of the screen, but you have to avoid the quicks. And as soon as you connect to another line, it'll complete the box, and that portion of the area of the screen is marked complete. And you need to get 60% or more of the screen covered without touching the quicks or dying by the sparks. Hmm. I'm watching arcade gameplay of this, and it's very fun to hear you like narrating oh. while I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. And yeah. I also have to say, I did look up the pronunciation. Okay. And here's the deal. The Japanese title, I'll probably butcher this, but it looks like it's Kikusu. No way. And, hmm. and that they just shortened it to Kicks. And like, the pronunciation is K-I-K-S. Just okay. saying. Classic Atari. Oh, I'm so ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> this game reminds me of a game that I used to play on the computer, and it was called Jazz Ball. Does anybody remember this? No. no. Um, and that's J-E-Z-Z. I'm actually looking up Jazz Ball to make sure. Yeah, Windows 95. Start me up! Remember that And this game is weird. Jazz Ball. Anyway, yeah, it's it's actually not like kicks in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it is in that you know you draw those lines and you move on a grid, and you, the idea is like you cut away parts of the board. And anyway, I used to have kicks on NES, and I didn't like it, so I got rid of it. There's something about the subwoofer in my uh, cocktail machine that makes the whole machine shake, and the the sound is so intense. That really adds a lot to the experience. And you have two buttons, too. So the first one's where you're drawing a line very fast. And the second one, if you want to get ballsy and try to get a a lot more points, you draw an orange line, and it's really slow. But when you connect and you actually get through and make a square, it fills in orange instead of the blue color, and you Mm -hmm. get a lot more points. And later on, there's like multiple kicks on the screen at the same time. And you can split them up for multipliers to get more points. It's really cool. That yeah, is really good to hear you talk about it as I'm watching it. <laughs> <It's really good. laughs> All right, Chris, would you like yes. to go next? Um, my, you know, I tried to look through my games, but I, you know, to think of what, what would be a really good one. And the, the one that just kind of I kept coming back to is one I think some people have heard of, but uh, it's Zexus for the NES. Zexus is a game that I had when I was a kid. And I got it. It was like a $20 game. I really wanted it ever since I had seen like some ad 
in some magazine for it. It just looked really awesome. Just the graphics were very bright. And the, the basic thing about it that's cool is it's it ping-pongs back and forth. Like one level is a platform level, and you play as this character named Apollo, and you're jumping around, of course, going to weird rooms where there's like strange heads and things floating around trying to kill you, just weird things. There are shops in some of the rooms. But, you know, you're jumping from platform to platform, finding power-ups, killing enemies. And the power-ups are pretty cool in these stages. Um, you, get, you can get something that doubles you where there's like an extra Apollo standing on your head copying mm-hmm. everything you do or yep. um, a 45-degree bouncing ball that'll just jack up everything that it hits. Or should I say jank up everything it hits? Um, <laughs> You know, a laser and all of these power ups, the more you get, uh, you can actually power them up themselves so they become stronger. So, I guess what it is, is you side scrolling, going through the level, and when you get to the end of the level, you get in sort of like a, some sort of ship. And a lot of times it's shaped like an animal, like a dolphin or something like that. And then the next level, the even numbered levels, are shoot 'em ups. So, you're just in your dolphin now, shooting wave after wave until you get to a, a boss who you have to destroy in shoot 'em up fashion. It's just a game, when I was a kid, I loved it. I never really heard people talk about it. It just was kind of fun. I guess I, guess I could say the controls are a little bit floaty. But uh, other than that, I don't have much complaint about it. It's pretty easy. Have you guys heard of this? I heard about it from somebody else a long time ago. They did like a NES Hidden Gems or... You know what? It might have been Mike Matei. It was because I, I picked it. it up because of him. Oh, really? Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the funny thing is that I found it on eBay for like, maybe 10 bucks or something like that and when i got it it didn't work (laughs) and so i sent it back i got my money back and then i never got it again what a shame and yeah and i actually took it off my want list because it doesn't relate to any of the series that i collect for (laughs) and i'm really trying to get good i'm trying to get my want list under 100 games and right now i'm in like 120 area well, dude, it's um right now. Buy it now, six bucks. Get out of here. No free I'm not shipping joking. or um I don't I don't see that two dollars right, shipping. Let me do a okay. check on. This. Yeah, so I'm seeing them here for like five bucks. There's another one for five dollars under there. No kidding. Boxed copy, twenty five bucks. I actually may jump in on that, dude. Free shipping. This is one of my favorite games to get a box copy. Huh. 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 Uh, huh. Are you mocking us? Um, No. Oh, and it's got a sticker on the game. Oh, here it is. Yeah, there's a sticker. Yeah, but it's definitely affordable there, dude. Ten bucks. It's a good game too. Seven ninety nine, free shipping. You think I should get this? If you think you want to play it, how do you say it again? Zexus. Zexus. Zexus on one life. There's a video here. And that's why I kind of made that joke about the X sounding like a Z. Oh, yeah. Because I knew I was going to say that. Oh, yeah. This guy's playing on an emulator. Dude, I'm getting it. I'm pulling the trigger. It's done. I committed. Nice. Way to commit, I committed to buy. All right. So that is my game choice. Yeah. What about you, Vintage? All right. Well, I picked a game. In honor of our guest, Greg, from Arcade Impossible. Aw. It is <laughs> Robotron 64. Yes! For the N64! Nice! Which is 
really cool, actually. And Greg, remember I told you I bought this? Mm-hmm. I, I actually tweeted you, and I think I showed you a picture of it. I know. I'm, it's on my want list. Man. Yeah, want and it's, game. this game is dirt cheap. Now, okay, so it came out for the PS1 and the N64, and I just went with the N64 version because I think it was cheaper. <laughs> but uh, I did a little research, and they're basically exactly the same game, except I think it's called Robotron X on the PS1 instead of 64 because, you know, that just wouldn't make any sense. Of course. It's like a 3D version of Robotron, and uh, it's got multiple views. The views are the one thing that I would say is a a little awkward about the game um, because you can pick from multiple different views. You can do like a straight-up overhead kind of classic Robotron style. Um, or you can do like with almost like a third person view, and then there's a whole bunch of ones in between. But uh, it's you know it's same basic concept. You've got the family that you're, you know you try to ha- rescue, and you've got all the enemies. You've got those big robots that you can't destroy. What are those called? The Hulks. Yeah, you've got the Hulks. You've got mm. those red flashy things. I mean, it just takes the whole game and it just kind of ups the ante. And makes it all 3D and cool. Like I'm really enjoying you narrate me watching the video right, gameplay <laughs> video right now. <laughs> You're doing it, yes. But uh, are how are this? the controls? So okay, the the controls take some getting used to. Uh, you move your character around with thumbstick, or I believe you can use the D pad as well. You can shoot in eight directions. And you use the little C buttons, the little yellow C buttons on the N64 controller. Mm -hmm. And so it took a little getting used to, but I picked it up and I actually played for a while. Like I I played through like into the 20s, like stage 20. Yeah, the waves. Nice. I kept playing until my wife made me come up for dinner, but I was enjoying it. And the music is cool. It's got this whole like thing going on. Did you ever play Smash TV on the Super Nintendo? Oh. Um, no, but I have it on Midway Arcade Treasures. Okay, I was just wondering if the controls felt the same using a D-pad and then the yeah. yellow buttons. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought about picking that up on the SNES, but since I have the arcade port of it, I just was like, meh, you know, I've already got it. This looks fantastic. I think you would like it. But you think you 64 would. or PlayStation? Uh, yeah, again, I don't know. I mean, I can only speak for the N64 version. Do you have an N64? Yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, maybe like, you know, I would check out a couple reviews of each and see what you think. They didn't deviate too much from the original game either. So apparently Robotron X came out on the PlayStation in 97. Robotron 64 came out January 1998. Published by Crave Entertainment. That name sounds familiar. Okay, Crave made a lot of games here. Let me pick. Oh, pff, they made Blaster Master Blasting again. Ooh, it's not a good one. Um, yeah, that's a uh, bad sign right there. All right, let's see. Uh, Fighting Force um, and Television Lives. That doesn't really count. <laughs> Trigger Man. <laughs> Okay, so they didn't really make a lot. They didn't, they didn't really make a lot of good games. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the segment. <laughs> <laughs>
Retro Rewind. All right. So it is time for the Retro Rewind. And this time, you know, when we have a guest, we like to ask them maybe something strange or what they, what they might want to talk about. And Greg, you had a really interesting and awesome idea, I thought. Because we're all dudes. We're all men. But we didn't start this way. We started off as boys. True. We started off as boys. Mm-hmm. And when we were little, little men, <laughs> we did boy stuff. Like, I don't know, you talked about magnifying glasses and burning ants and things like that. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, a cool like, idea. All kinds Setting of sadistic things. Newspaper yeah. on fire with a magnifying glass. How fun is that when you're a little little man boy or whatever you said? Oh, it's this all is... fun and games. Dude, guilty <laughs> as charged. Oh, yeah, we've all done it. I would do this at my grandpa's house because he had a magnifying glass because he was really old and couldn't see. So I would take it and go outside and I would I would burn like holes in the sidewalk and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and light stuff on fire. Absolutely. Now, would you take your kids out and do this with them? Because I do it. Um, they're not to that age yet. I think you know they're still young. They're three and six. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I sh- I just I let them discover this just a couple summers ago, and it was great. We were out there burning leaves, and you know, <laughs> starting forest fires and well, in my in my yard under my <laughs> supervision. Sorry, sorry. No, it is horrible. I mean, we have a lot billions of, bad of fires. dollars of property damage. Uh, Okay, never mind. Let's not do the segment. But it was fun for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is horrible, dude. <laughs> like, I mean, there are so many fires in SoCal that, like, you know, every year there are people I know that are affected by that. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah, it's really bad. It's not funny at all. Anyways, so, like, who wants to start this off? Vintage, why don't you start off? All right. So um, I have a couple of things, and like some of them I think overlap a little bit. But do you want to do like – let's do a round table. Okay. Well, why don't we do it this way though? Like if you bring something up that yeah. we have stories to say off our list, then we'll just, we'll just cancel it off, right? Yes. Okay. So the first one that I have that I remember is exploring the woods. So we, where we lived was kind of like a white trash like type area when I was growing up. And so we had like railroad tracks that like went through our neighborhood and we would get on the railroad tracks, like stand by me style. And we would just walk, you know, and this would be during mainly in the summertime, you know, or whatever. We weren't in school. We would just walk. And eventually we came to like what looked like an abandoned propane tank, like facility or something like that. And it was crazy. It was like, obviously abandoned and you know it was like there were cracks in this in the concrete and like vegetation growing out and like the fences were all like ripped down and rusted and you can just like picture this old like walking dead type looking thing and then behind the propane tanks were like these woods and we're like oh let's go explore these woods it got pretty dense in the forest and we ended up finding like this kind of weird area that had been, it looked like it had been cleared out or I don't know if it was naturally that way, but it kind of became like our secret like fort where we could go and just like hang out in there. And I remember very specifically this one time um, my buddy (laughs) was like looking at this bug and he's like, Hey, I found this really weird bug. I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, what does it look like? And he's like, it looks kind of like a lobster. I'm thinking to myself, it looks like a lobster. And I get over there and I look at it. I'm like, that's a scorpion. Oh, wow. <laughs> we, both went, we both like took off running and like screaming. 
That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my memories of exploring the woods. <laughs> Nice. And it's funny because I, I think back on, on this and some of these other things and I'm like, where were my parents? <laughs> I mean, the things that we were doing, I mean, they could have ended badly. You know, like I wouldn't want my kids doing these things. No. I mean, I, I know. Feel, you know, I, I, and it was like we would be gone for hours and hours. And, you know, this is a time before cell phones. I mean, we would just take off on our bikes and just ride. You know, it was like my parents, they didn't care, like, and they weren't worried. Like today, it's like as a father, I'm always worried that like I always have to have eyes on my kids or some psycho is going to grab them, you know? Right. Yeah, me too. Greg can't relate to this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You never explored the woods? You know, I don't even have woods around. I mean, about the kids, but yeah. Yeah. I was just going to make a Frodo joke, but I'm not. Yeah, do it. (laughs) Make your Frodo joke. I want to hear it. That's why I'm worried about having arcade parties, because what if someone is really into cats and they just take my cat <laughs> at a public arcade party at my Dude, house? Fro- no, Frodo would just be like, he'd say it in cat language, but he'd be like, I will take the ring to Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'd just go away because he's got to take the ring. <laughs> yeah, he'll put the ring on and then they won't May- see him. Yeah, he'll you really worry about this? Only the like a couple of the big parties where a lot of people <laughs> were over. I was like, you know, Frodo's upstairs and yeah. everyone's down here. Someone could just take him. But you put him in your room and you like lock no. the door. No, he's free to roam around the oh, house. Oh, you let him roam. Well, you could always just put him in your room. I just feel like that's not fair to him. If he wants to be social and he's mm. ready, he can do it. Okay. All right. You know. That's legit. That's good, dude. I love your relationship with your cat, dude. That is really awesome. I am Frodo's a, awesome. I am a cat person. Um, my cat died um, a few months ago. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. I have bad cat allergies. It's, it's so frustrating because I absolutely love cats. You saw my cat, right, when you were here? I do think you, so. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember talking to you about having cat allergies. <laughs> she was just a little black cat. Uh, she was my cat yeah but yeah we're talking about maybe getting like two kittens um after the holidays some somewhere i made that promise to my kids and they haven't forgotten it that sounds great yeah can can i tell one that ties into your woods story yes okay so my parents house the, the house i grew up in not that we moved when i was like five or six but i'm gonna the second house, my parents had this huge forest behind their house. And it was acres and acres and acres of forest. And there was a train uh, train tracks back there. And we did the same thing, Vintage. We'd walk the train tracks. Mm-hmm. And we found a train trestle. You know, we were kind of messing around. My, my friend Brandon and I, and it was all rusted and crappy. And underneath was, uh, you know, water, just like normal. And So we, you mean like a little bridge? Like a bridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got underneath and climbed it like, you know, all the different wood beams. We climb up and it was maybe 25 feet up in the air. Nice. And we went underneath the train bridge and scaled it all the way across underneath. And it's completely open so we could fall. (laughs) And it's just it reminds me of the stupid stuff that kids do. And there's just rocks. (laughs) And I'm sure the water was like four feet deep. Talk about the train tracks. One day we got this great idea that we were going to dig a hole under the train tracks and we were going to sit in there as a train went over us. 
Wow. So thank God we dug the hole. We had oh it all gosh. ready to go. We just missed the train coming and the train went over the hole and it caved it in. Oh my so God. So if we would have been in there, we would have died. <laughs> We would have totally suffocated. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do that. I'm glad too. Um, and then, and then. Oh man, what? that reminds me of like butterfly effect or something. Yeah, like it's we need really to go creepy. back and save vintage. Yeah, serious. It's creepy, guys. I'm here. I'm fine. No, I've been, you're I've not been making videos. You're, on you're not fine. <laughs> you might be here, but. And then when I got older and I got into high school, I used to try to jump on the train as it came by. Oh my god. <laughs> You're and one to time, train try. Hobo. So what did you just keep jumping into the side and falling <laughs> down? No, like what I would do is try to get like at the very end, the very last car. I would try to grab like the railing uh, in the back because oh, I didn't. Bad idea. Yeah, and one time I actually got a I got a hold of it and it like almost pulled my shoulder out of the socket. Oh, I bet. Yeah, and then I fell down. And I never did that again. <laughs> no, I didn't do any of these like train things. And like what I did, I did often with my cousin, uh, Jeff, we would always build booby traps. I'm setting booby traps. Booby traps. That's what I said. I'm setting booby traps. So we'd make all these things with like uh, rope and logs and we'd twist the rope up and, you know, put like things on the log that if someone were to trigger the rope, they stepped on something, it would like spin toward the person who stepped on it. Oh my god. Yes. We would make these booby traps, but the thing is like <laughs> I triggered the thing we were making and it hit me in the face. <laughs> and you really hurt somebody with that. Uh, uh, well, I know. I really hurt myself. Because <laughs> it hit me in the eye. Oh my gosh. But fortunately the piece of wood was bigger than like the whole socket area. Okay. And it hit me on the whole socket area instead of going into my eye. Like, you know, it all, oh. I guess our faces are built that way for a reason, right? So it protected my eyeball, but it still hurt really friggin' bad. I- I'm picturing like Rambo, the first Rambo. Exactly. When he's making all those straps and he, and, he, and he makes those spikes and like the cops are out there trying to get him and it like stabs the guys. Well, that's a thing. I mean, we were inspired by those classic movies, right? Oh my God. We were inspired. It was the 80s and we were inspired. So we made them and dang, they work. But man, I'm actually glad that it hit me. Honestly, because if that had hit someone else in my family and it hurt them, oh, I wouldn't be able to live with that. Greg, what else you got? Uh, I remember going to Kmart and I must have been like five or six years old with my mom. She wasn't this parent that was into, you know, letting me get guns and stuff like that. Yeah. We'd get them once in a while, and that was like a big thing. But they weren't <laughs> about giving us weapons. Right. <laughs> and I remember seeing this like Rambo knife. It, it had the big handle, big black handle, and the gray blade. Serrated. It's it serrated. Yeah, yeah, serrated. And I was like, oh, I want this. And my mom said, okay, you can get it. <laughs> so she's okay with blade weapons. This one time, yeah. she must have been really in a good mood. I have a feeling that's not the end of the story. <laughs> so I get home. You know, I had it out of the package by the time I got to the car anyway. But <laughs> when I'm home, I realize that you can pull off the base. It like unscrews. Uh-huh. And the bottom of the base, it's a, a compass. Oh, cool. And then inside the handle, I pulled it out and it's a treasure map. What? Oh. Yes. So I had like 
a forest area and a, a pond or a lake or something, and it had the thing. dotted line with the X. Rambo hunts for treasure? And I just remember, <laughs> like, by myself, outside, pretending I'm this bad little six-year-old. <laughs> and I'm looking at the compass, and I'm like, oh, I think I got the right way. And I'm looking at the map like it makes sense. And I'm, <laughs> I'm exploring my backyard with this knife. Yeah. And I'm trying to find the treasure. And I just remember doing that for, like, the entire day. Just, and it was the best thing. Just my imagination just made me such a little bad. <laughs> That's really cool. Were you like killing people with the knife? Yeah, like there yeah, was yeah. people trying to stop me from getting to the treasure. I had to like take cover. It set me back, but then I got through it. And I just, I was everywhere, man. And I felt like I went on a huge adventure that day. Dude, that totally this... reminds me of Christmas Story with his Red Rider and how he oh, would imagine yeah. the guy is trying to sneak into his yard and he'd shoot them all. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I, I think, Greg, you have just described the plot for Rambo 5. <laughs> he finds it's a matches. <laughs> oh, gosh. And he's shooting imaginary uh, bad guys. He, he comes back. Right. No. Where is he in some country? Like, right. He's in like some South Pacific country. Or Where, where, where did Rambo take place? Do you remember? I have no it's idea. He got back from Vietnam, right? Well, no. Remember, it was just called john rambo they made like a rambo four. Oh yeah that's right remember this well anyway like yeah that's the plot of rambo five is that he opens up his knife after all these years and he finds the compass and the treasure map <laughs> and he has to go find the treasure and along the way he just kills people with his knife that are trying to get the treasure i would really like that movie it could be like indiana jones versus rambo Versus Nicolas Cage from uh, National Treasure. And Rambo just kills all, all of them and gets the treasure at the end. All right, so uh, I have another one. Um, like, let's say if it was raining outside or whatever, we, we had to stay inside. We would go into his garage and we would just take chemicals off the shelves and just start mixing them together to see oh. what would happen. Oh, man, nice. <laughs> And we would get like some, you know, some of the more memorable reactions I remember were like toxic fumes, you know, oh. like visible, like smoke coming well, out. Some of the reactions you've forgotten about because they were toxic fumes. Right, right, right. <laughs> we had like a plastic cup that we were pouring everything in and it actually turned into acid and like melted right through the <laughs> cup. <laughs> <laughs> This was like the coolest thing ever. And I was telling, the, I was actually telling the story at work the other day and my coworkers were sitting there staring at me and like, they were like, this explains a lot, actually. I didn't do too. I mean, I did some of that, like some of the magnifying glass stuff and some of the um, mixing chemicals. I definitely remember making potions, but I wasn't using too much in the garage. Mm -hmm. I don't think my parents would let me. I just used the stuff in the house. Yeah. Right. So I just mixed that, but it didn't do anything, of course. There's no cool, like, melting through anything. Oh, yeah. But what I did do, my brother and I, we'd often go, um, we'd get books about codes. Mm. We loved making codes up. And, of course, we had no one to, to like, send these codes to except right. each other. But still, it was fun. So learning about codes and trying to be a secret agent. We'd also get books about magic tricks. Always trying to learn magic tricks. And I actually learned quite a bit. I actually do some card magic. Card magic, really? Card magic. I should show you sometime. You should do yeah. a trick next time I'm, we hang I'm out. Actually, 
I'm yeah. actually um, next week. Our school is doing this thing where where teachers have like a class, like a special class, and I'm doing card magic. I'm going to teach kids card magic, and they sign up for it, so they're all excited about that. Hey, um, do you guys remember like when we were kids? There was a Fisher Price magic set. It was a black rectangle. Box. Yeah, <laughs> and it had like three doors. It was like red, yellow, blue. Dude, there are like a million things like that. And, and it had sets. like you would put stuff in. It would make this. You put stuff in like this little door, and it would make it disappear. And there was like a wand that had you know you could pull on it, and like different colored rags would come out of the wand. I don't remember that specifically. <sighs> we had a magic set, but I think yeah. a lot of them have similar like. <laughs> honestly gimmicky tricks like yeah. that where you, you need the right thing we had one where you could pour milk into a newspaper and it would not actually pour you know it was there, there were like two cups right that were inside each other and milk would actually just go in between the two panes of plastic mm. it was always fun doing that stuff you know yeah like you, you know you get little chemistry sets or microscopes all those type of little things. I don't know. Did you guys get any of that stuff when you were a kid? Yeah, I loved the the microscope and chemistry. And we had one, or I had one that was the creepy crawlers. Do you remember that? I do remember those. You like Which bake you your own? No, no, you can't eat them. You just bake them, and then you have these old creepy, <laughs> you know, rubberized oh, yeah. insects. I remember that. Well, they yeah. have stuff like that now where you actually can eat it. Oh, that's yeah. way more fun. <laughs> it is. I don't think they have chemistry sets anymore because of like people like Vintage who are burning yeah. well, their parents' you know furniture. What? They do have like science experiments. But crap. They, they are don't have I mean, actual chemicals like no, they did when we were kids. No, no. I I just bought one because my daughter's like into science right now and you know, she asked for her birthday, she wanted a science kit or something like that. So we bought the set and you know, you can do you can make like slime and throw up and things like that. But <laughs> you can make throw up? Yeah. You don't yeah. need a chemistry set for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or yeah, there's this just one stick thing. your finger it's, right there. Yeah, it wasn't that good. It's not like back in the day. Bummer. Everything was better back when we were kids. Well, how about like jumping off stuff? Did you guys ever do this? <laughs> like, I used to climb up on top of my roof and jump off the roof into the pool in the backyard. Oh wow! Yeah, and other times I would just jump off the roof into my front yard for no reason. How'd that turn out for you? You ever break anything? No, I never did, surprisingly. Did you roll into it? Did you, like, have a method? I would just, yeah, I would kind of, like, bend my knees and tuck and roll. Dang. This is what we would do when my parents were at work in the summertime. And I would, like, give my sisters the old VHS video camera. I could probably find this and put Oh, it... that would be awesome. Dude, I channel. can totally put this on Retro Rejects podcast. I'm trying to think if I have anything like that now. <laughs> That's awesome. This could be fun, like us as kids. Yeah. Would you still blur out your face? Probably not. <laughs> I'm writing a note, jumping off roof video. That would be interesting. I'd love to see this. Yeah. <sighs> Greg. Uh, I think I was around 13, so not like really young, but still young enough to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And I've been saving up money and i bought a go-kart from Whoa. someone in the neighborhood that's awesome that so i got awesome. a two-seater five horsepower go-kart wow and it didn't have a seat belt and the first thing my dad did was take some seat belt he got and we 
put it in there so I'd be somewhat safe. <laughs> but the thing would go like 20 miles an hour. Yeah. That's fast enough to really do some damage. Oh, and it yeah. didn't have a roll cage. So it's just a two seater, you know, flat go kart with like <laughs> 10 inch wheels on it. Foot foot tall wheels. And this thing would s- scream. You know what I mean? Like oh, and it had yeah. the, the yeah. posi traction. So in the winter time, yeah, I'm in the Chicago area. We get tons of snow and ice. And it had posi traction, so both rear wheels would be burning out all the time. And I could pull <laughs> sledders in the street wow. behind the go-kart. Dang. And then you'd stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd stop and they'd yeah, crash the into But it was just so much fun. And I remember taking that through the woods behind my parents' house, just ripping up the lawn. And my dad would get so pissed off. <laughs> Because I just do these little fishtail burnouts around every curve, and I had like a track of just dust and dirt in the yard. Two questions: How much did you pay for it, and whatever happened to it? I paid two hundred bucks for it. Wow, that is yeah. a lot back then. Which dude. even even back then, those things were like nine hundred or yeah, twelve hundred right. bucks new. You're right. But this thing was it was probably like an, a late '80s model. And it was just awesome, man. And I ended up selling it in my late teens because I didn't use it anymore mm-hmm. for 200 bucks. Yeah, you got your money back. Yeah, so it was just, it was free the whole time. But I remember my, my friend was recording with the VHS camcorder. Yes. Me zooming back and forth in front of the house and trying to show off and turning really sharp. <laughs> and I got Uh-oh. it up on two wheels oh, and it no. was almost vertical and it dumped me out of the side. <laughs> And you can hear my friend, and we have the really high-pitched voices, just bust up laughing for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Was his name Mike? He, his <laughs> name was, I wish, is Brandon. <laughs> but he he laughs so hard, and then he's like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh first, ask questions later. That is That's how it always is. Yep. Yeah, but that really hurt. Oh, gosh. Did, it, did you guys make stuff? Like make like I I was always making things. I don't know. I, I wonder if like other people in YouTube, since we're creatively minded uh, for what we do, right? Like Maybe like everyone popsicle sticks. Well, I made board games a lot. I made magazines. Like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I, I made a baseball related magazine. Like my brother and I, we'd draw pictures and we'd write like previews of teams and things like that. And we would go to color copiers and make copies for ourselves. <laughs> Just us, us, you know. But it looked cool when you draw it and color it in. It looked one way. But if you did a color copy, then it looked more like a magazine, right? It looked cool. Hmm. Um, but we made board games all the time. I remember we made a, a board game for Batman after that movie came out. Hmm. And they were kind of simple, just roll the dice, move around the board. But we tried to put power-ups and cards that would give you abilities. And a lot of these memories are just me and my brother because we were really, really close when we were kids. But as an adult even, I made a board game based on Mario Brothers for my kids where there's four different areas and they're thematic, right? You have the desert and the lava level and the ice level and the g- basic grass level. And you go around, you have to beat the different couplings and you get power-ups that do different things like the cape feather allows you to to uh, i think move three extra spaces and, and there's secret blocks you can only pass through those blocked areas if you're um big mario if you you know little shortcuts things like that but it all goes back to when i was a kid and we made board games all the time you guys make anything i made lots of things um and, you know, I wrote down in the notes a couple things that I made, and you told me I couldn't talk about them. What? Yes! No, I told you, you made Garbage Pail Kids? Yes! Oh. So, when I was a kid, 
Wait, hold, but see, I want to talk about that as an entire, like, as a part of something else. I want to talk about those types of things. Okay, well, I will just say that when I was a kid, my parents would not buy me Garbage Pail Kids because they said they were stupid and gross and a waste of money, and they were right, but I still <laughs> wanted them because we I was a did. kid, right? And, you know, my my richer friends, they all had them, and they had, like, the complete you know, series one, two, three, whatever, you know, they had like a ton of them. Right. And I wanted them and I couldn't have them. So I ended up just making my own. Like I remember going in the garage and I can't even tell you like the stupid names that I invented. You remember how they always had like two names for the same person? Right. The same card with two different names. Yeah. So I even did that. I even like made this, I drew the same guy like twice and I named him different things and I had my own little set of probably like two dozen of these garbage pail. And I, and I called them, you know, something stupid like trash can kids or, you know, something like that. Like a, a total ripoff. Right. And I did the same thing with choose your own adventures. Like I made my own and oh, I called sweet. it, I called them choose a choice adventures. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have them. I, I oh, have them. wow. Yeah, I made 50 of them. And I, I, yeah, I made 50 of these. Yeah. How long are they? they? Well, they're not like, no, they're not huge books. Like they're like, I, what I would do is I would take like a stack of like notebook paper. So maybe like 20 some odd pages. You number it all first. I would number them. Yeah. And I would like keep track of like what page I had already used. And basically every choice you either live or you die. On okay. every choice. Well, that makes it a whole lot easier. The branching paths get really frustrating. Exactly. I've tried to make them too. Ugh. So, yeah. So, and so half the book was just me drawing these like horrible pictures of ways that you die. <laughs> <laughs> so, next, yeah, next time you're over here, okay. I'll have to show the you. The cave some. collapses under the train. <laughs> right, right, right. You Mixing chemicals, suffocate. you die. <laughs> Off um, the roof, you but, missed the pool. Yeah, and right. Die. Right. Well, yeah, other things I made, I, w- I would make games as well. I remember I made a Back to the Future game, and it was, like, really elaborate. Like, there were three different time periods. You know, you had, like, the 50s, the 80s, and then, like, the future, which was 2015. And, you know, I, w- I drew the board, and I drew, like, you know, little nuances in the different time periods. And I remember spending, like, many days just making this game. And then I had, like, no one to play it with. Oh, because your sisters <laughs> don't want to play. I would try to get my sisters to play, and they'd be like, uh, you know, this is boring, or this is stupid. Awesome. What about weaponry? I used to do a lot of woodworking with my dad. He had a, a big wood shop he made in our uh, garage. Yeah. So he had a huge wood shop, so we'd just go in there and make stuff, and we would always try to make different, like, guns. Either pretend guns or just these insane rubber band guns. Yes! And it was so much fun. I totally did that, too. Rubber band guns. And and we would use, like, clothespins to kind of, like, hold the rubber That was the trigger. You hit the top of the clothespin. Because I grew up in Florida, and they had these little lizards all over the place, mm-hmm. and we would go around like shooting the lizards with, with the rubber bands. <laughs> you know, like it didn't it didn't hurt them at all. You know, it was yeah, just but poor like, lizard just minding <laughs> his business, like looking with his eye sideways. And psh, they would be like whack. all over the place. They would be crawling Crap. on the walls of the house, and we just walk up and shoot them with the rubber bands. <laughs> <The> tails <laughs> flying off everywhere. They'd fall, they'd fall off. It would be pretty funny. But then they just oh, walk away. You know. 
Mm-hmm. We used to make like swords and stuff, uh, of course, and we'd have sword fights. And then, <laughs> wait, hold on. I- I'm just imagining like the lizard going off to his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I was minding my like, business. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, swords. Yeah. So we would do swords, and then I remember this one time we were in like this medieval phase or something like that, and I don't know, like maybe we had been playing like golden axe or something like that and i got this idea i was gonna make a giant like hammer out of wood like you remember the in golden axe those big fat guys and they had like the big <laughs> stone hammers yeah like sledgehammers right right so i got this idea i was gonna make this so you know i made this wooden sledgehammer and then we went out back and there was like this old fence and we're like hey let's like attack this fence so we're like bashing this fence with these weapons that we made and wouldn't you know it like a piece of wood breaks off and goes right into my leg Ah! (laughs) oh gosh yeah and i'm like ah and i grab it and you know instinctually i just pull it out of my leg and blood just starts spraying out of my like leg like down by my calf muscle and i just freaked out i managed to get home um, and my mom was a nurse and so I managed to get home and I was like freaking out and my mom looks at it and she's like, oh, it's fine or whatever. And you know what? I totally needed to get stitches and my mom never even took me to the hospital. She just wrapped it with gauze wow. and eventually it like healed, but I still have a scar and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I should have got stitches for this. Nice. I made weapons too. My grandparents had a like a timeshare in this place, the mountain resort type place near us called Lytle Creek. They would always have all the cousins up there. And so, again, the cousin I made booby traps with, we'd get sticks and we'd try to make bows. It's very hard to make a bow. It doesn't work. No, yeah, I could put, never do it. Yeah, you get a string and little sticks and a curved stick. It just doesn't work. You know, there's not enough like tension, I guess, in the string. Yeah. You need a really strong piece of wood. But, you know, we tried anyway, and we tried to, like, fish with these little makeshift bows because there were there's all these streams there and, and lakes, and we tried to shoot the little arrows into the fish. That, of course, never, ever worked. But we tried. We tried. Greg, did you make weapons? Just the rubber band guns, and we tried to do the bows, too. That's just yeah. so rough. I think every boy learned the hard way that bows don't work. You can't do it. You know what I was just thinking about was, like, when Lord of the Rings came out and, you know, Legolas... I wonder how many like kids that were that age thought that they were going to go out and make bow and arrows and stuff and failed miserably. <laughs> you know, seriously, a bow and arrow is so cool. I mean, there's so many video games like Gauntlet, you know, right? You got the yeah. elf and you're shooting arrows or like Legend of Zelda, the bow and arrow. Everyone grew up with the bow and arrow being this really cool thing. And I'm sure that almost every boy at some point tried. But man, you got to have some like serious medieval weaponry skills to uh, to make one that works. I'm pretty sure that I had one that I bought at the store when I was a kid and it like broke instantly. Like the first time I tried to use yeah. it. I, was like, it the one with the little suction? It. Yeah, the suction cups on the yeah. In sixth grade, I actually made one out of like a couple paper clips and a rubber band, a miniature bow. <laughs> Okay. And I was able to shoot a number two pencil across the room. It was pretty awesome. Oh, crap. My students might listen to this. Some oh, of them have man. found out. That yeah, sounds, well, students, yeah. if you listen to this and do that, you're in big trouble. 
Yeah, make sure it's a dull pencil if you do it. Don't say a dull pencil. <laughs> make sure it's not a sharpened pencil like I did. Make sure you're ready to get written up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we have maybe just one more here. We wrote down overnight hangout sessions. That's It's sleepovers. That's what you wrote down. <laughs> yeah, well, building forts. We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I just remember, like, even with my brothers, it wasn't even, like, just friends. We do that, too, obviously. Like, I'd go to a friend's house and be like, let's build a fort. And like, yeah! And we'd tip over all the couches. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Tilt, tilt them sideways, pull all the cushions out, because those yeah. are great walls. Um, try to find, like, a broom or something tall so you can, like, circus tent up yep. a huge comforter. And right. right. You have, like, this is the great room, and then you have the tunnel to get in. And, ah, oh, oh, it's man. just awesome. We never yeah. did the broom thing, but dude, and it was always difficult to get those walls to stand because of the, the weight of the whatever cloth you're using. You just wanted to pull them in, yeah. you know? But I think that's like little kids learning engineering. <laughs> <laughs> if seriously, you're learning why, like what works and what doesn't work. And I think that, man, I don't know if kids are all doing that still. They're already using their phones when they're six. My kids do it. Good. Yeah, Mine they're do still doing it. Um, but this kind of relates to my sleepover story because what we used to do, and this was like around second grade or so, I know that it had to be early on because I know that we had to be tiny to do what we did, but we would build forts in the living room and there, usually there would be about three or four of us. And what we would do is we'd take all the cushions and the pillows and the blankets in the entire house, okay? We would throw them in a big pile and then we would take turns picking so we'd go around and everyone would get to pick a piece and until there was nothing left. Then we would go into this big living room and we would build our forts, okay? And then what we would do is we would do we would play this game and we called it Tweety Wars. Now I don't know if you guys know what this is. No. But what Maybe. we would do is you would take a rubber band and you would take like little pieces of paper and you would fold them up into the shape of like a V. Right. Okay, and that would be the Tweety. And then what we would do is you take the rubber band and then you would put the Tweety on it and pull it back and shoot it at people. We would make all of our Tweeties. We'd have like 50 of them or something. We'd have like a couple rubber bands and we'd get in our forts. You know, it was basically like you got three hit points. And then, you know, if you get hit three times, you're dead. And then we would play it until, you know, the last man standing. And it was epic, man. It would last like... I, I remember distinctly one one war in particular, and it went on like all night long until the sun came up. We were still fighting each other. And, you know, like sometimes you could like people would get out. They would like storm the other guy's fort and try to like, you know, point the, the Tweety like right inside the fort to hit you. And if you did that, you like risk taking fire from like the other people. It was very strategic and fun. And inevitably, it ended up with, you know, some fist fighting and things of that sort. <laughs> Kids get hurt and then they're mad and then they really want to fight. Yeah. Beyond that, uh, sleepovers, I remember playing pen and paper D&D. Uh, and of course, I remember playing video games, like mostly NES. I remember yeah. eating Contra for the first time. I was at a sleepover and... I remember playing Joust on the 5200. Greg, I think I told you about that when we played in Port. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I really got. Yeah, with sleepovers, it was all video games pretty much with my friends. Yeah, I don't know. We just lived in too too much of a like typical neighborhood kind of areas. We didn't go out and explore too much. Mm-hmm. 
So we just stayed in. We played games all night. Um, it's probably and, best that you didn't because you would have got like toxic waste or something all over you. Well, that was in the water, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking shot. toxic waste for other reasons. But <laughs> now, I, I, but you know, those are great memories. It was always with my buddy Jason. And I've mentioned him, the, guy, the one who had all the games and wanted to trade. And that's when a lot of the trades would happen is when we'd stay the night. Mm-hmm. I'd bring over some games and he'd be like, oh, I missed this one. I'll give you these three, these two games for that one. Okay. Right, right. And then, yeah. So that, that was always great. But he would be grounded a lot because he got bad grades. He'd always get in trouble, and his mom, would to punish him, would take away his controllers. Oh. And he would be like, but she doesn't know about the NES Advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so he'd have, like, he'd have another controller hidden, and he'd bring that out when, once they went to bed. <laughs> crazy. Why wouldn't she just take the whole system? Because they didn't, I mean, they're, they're trying, they didn't want to disconnect everything. They just thought, if I take the controllers, then he can't play. And, you know, under normal circumstances, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> but he Some parents but yeah and and the tv was downstairs so the the parents would go up to bed and then we'd take out the controller and we'd play and eat and all that stuff <laughs> yeah i mean i we played so many games that i don't even have specific memories of games it was just always games right greg did you do many uh those kind of things it'd be a combination we'd play games and then you know it would always be forts and just adventure is more adventure than games i would say for me well most of the time that i went like if you add up the hours most of it was spent um actually i take that back we didn't sleep very much because we stayed up way too late i was gonna say we slept but yeah never mind we stay up till two speaking of sleeping i need to i need to do that like pretty soon (laughs) (laughs) i didn't realize what time it was yeah it's probably why don't we wrap it up then wrap it up greg brother thank you so much for coming on the show it's been spectacular yeah dude thanks for having me on guys i freaking you guys are awesome i love you it is our pleasure you're a great a great channel and a great friend and uh, just it was a pleasure to have you on oh and this is really cool greg's actually uh, just today he bought tickets he's coming out to california cool that's going to be awesome. So actually, speaking of sleepovers, <laughs> my house, it's just me and my big old house by myself. So he's going to come. I'm actually going to see if Aaron and Ricky want to stay over one night, too, so we can yeah. do like a, a sleepover. And I don't know. I'm going to build a fort. Yes. <laughs> you know what you got to do is like get some pajamas and, you know, like make a video of you guys like having a sleepover and you could have a <laughs> pillow fight. That would be no. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> I think we'll just play games and um, and drink things and okay. eat Doritos old school style. All right. Yeah. Well. But anyway. Yes. So, so again, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Now, I would like to remind everybody that they should go and subscribe to the Retro Rejects podcast on YouTube and uh, make comments on the trailer for episode eight. Rate us on iTunes. And we're always looking for good questions, so send us audio or any kinds of questions, retrorejectspodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter. And Greg has an has a YouTube channel and a Twitter account, and it's just Arcade Impossible, Greg? Yep, just Arcade Impossible. And for the YouTube, you can just go to arcadeimpossible.com, and that'll forward to where you need to be. Nice. Excellent. Well, we are looking forward to your next episode of Arcade Impossible, and I'm looking forward to your footage of 
Portland and take us home, Chris. I thought that was. I thought we were home. We're not home yet. We're still okay. We're still out. Uh, okay, I'll do the I'll things. do the final. Okay. Okay. So thank you everyone for listening to our episode eight, and we're excited about next episode. We're gonna do Christmas episode for December, so it'll be a lot of cool Christmas Yay. memories. So anyway, have a wonderful evening or drive or whatever you're doing as you listen. We will talk to you later. And happy Bye. Thanksgiving. Turkey sounds. <laughs> oh, turkey. <laughs> Can you do a live mailbag for me, Chris? Okay, yes. Let's do it right now. Want me to say it? Do it right now. Yeah, I want you to do it live. Yeah. It's time for the mailbag. That's where we enter the questions in the fake bag. I don't no, know. No, that's not, that's not right. I think you say that's when I'm... we read the mail in the fake From bag. Fake bag. Right? From the fake bag, right? From the fake bag. I or don't know. I needed the music for inspiration. <laughs> Correct. Are you disappointed? Uh, I think that you can do better. Life. Give me one more. <laughs> it's time oh. for the mailbag. That's where we answer the questions in the fake bag. That's not yes. what you say. I'll take it, though. That is not right. <laughs> I, I know I'm not doing the accent exactly the same. but no, I just you're saying the wrong words. And you have a longer pause, too. Here, let me me look it up. Oh, for crying out loud. (laughs) That's where we answer the questions from the fake bag. It's like I say bag, bag, like an E almost, bag. Okay, you say that's when we look at the mail in the fake bag. Okay. It's time for the mail bag. That's where the answer... Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for the mail bag. That's when we answer them. That's when we look at the mail. Oh my! It's time. God. Okay, stop it. <laughs> it's time for the mail bag. That's when we look at the mail in the fake bag. <laughs> there it is. Yes. I had to listen to it. Oh, I love it. That's so weird, dude. It's so close to my bedtime. I'm probably gonna dream about that now. Oh. <laughs>